Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Raiders win in overtime, 36-33 against the Cowboys. Earlier, Bears over the Lions, 16-14, and about uh, four and a half minutes into the first quarter, no score, Bills and Saints. There are no games in the NHL today as they're not even trying to compete with the uh, National Football League. Oilers coming off that win last night in Arizona will play at Vegas on Saturday to conclude the three-game road trip. 3.30 face-off show right here on 6.30, Chad. The game will commence at five, uh, I read a very uh, passionate and thorough tweet I received from a listener named Jason about the Tim Peel interview last night on the Faceoff Show. He singled out a couple areas, one of which was, um, I, I said, "Well, look, are there just the refs look at it and say that there are so many infractions against McDavid that they can't call all of them?" So I played Peel's reply, and that was one of the uh, parts of uh, the Peel interview that that Jason didn't really buy. And uh, we're going to get to the other part here in a second. Brian wrote in about Jason's message and uh, just simply said, hi, Reed, Jason nailed it. Mike says, as a guy who refereed for 40 years, a guy who has been high up the referee food chain and of groomed guys who went to the CHL and beyond, I agree with much of Jason's message. What also is happening far too often nowadays is referees getting caught in the play and being in the player's way much more frequently than ever in the past. That is for Mike. Well, Mike, one thing maybe that I'll, uh, this might be um, relate to that as well, and, and uh, Peel talked about it, is that they're trying to recruit into the world of officiating, not just refereeing, linesmen as well, uh, people who aren't who aren't just officials but are good athletes and who maybe who have even been former players and uh, might have elite or very good skating ability which will help them keep up with the play and be in the right position or perhaps as you're talking about not being in the wrong position if they are interfering with the play a little bit louis says what's happening now is that the oilers are starting to retaliate it's making the oilers tougher and as the oilers start getting penalties for retaliating more penalties should uh, start being called against the opponents or at least the oilers should be given the same amount of leeway that uh, their opponents get fair is fair. That is from Louis seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll go to the Certainty Hotline and welcome Daryl to the show. Daryl, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Jay? Good. I'm happy to hear from you. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I refereed at a very high level in pro hockey, okay. and uh, also did two Memorial Cups and also international hockey. And there's always a thing about we would never, never, ever criticize our fellow officials, and I'm not, I'm not trying to criticize. But honestly, uh, Jay, when I watch some of these games, I am, I am totally, totally, just 
upset with what I see. Uh, consistency and judgment, uh, which is the mark of good officials, has gone right out of the game as far as I'm concerned. Yes, there's some very good officials in the league, but I think you have to go back to the fact that I'm going back <clears throat> to the six-man uh, six-man team, or pardon me, six-team uh, six NHL, and the quality of officiating back then with a single referee was excellent. And to make it back then as a referee in the NHL, you had to be very, very good. Uh, the guys today, you've got to realize there are 32 teams in that league. I don't know the background of a lot of these guys, but uh, I would wonder if they've had that much experience before they got to the National Hockey League. Because, again, I, I reiterate, consistency and judgment is the mark of a good official. And back in those days when you had Van Helmont and you had Kerry Fraser and you had guys of that ilk, these guys were excellent with their judgment, were excellent with their consistency. The other thing back then, when you had a single referee, players knew who was going to referee that game. Players knew uh, exactly how that game was going to be called. And uh, the move to a two-man system, which I am still very upset with, is the fact that, oh, the speed of the play has really increased and so on and so forth. And that's not the case. Referees back then, and I was a, I was a referee, you could keep up with the play. You could see what was going on in the ice. The biggest thing that had a transition to having a two-man system was the fact there was a lot of stuff that went around around the nets. And, uh, and nowadays, of course, you've got they've got the backup with the cameras and everything else, so that makes a big difference. If they had those cameras back in those days, it would have been just fine. But anyway, I um, I just like the inconsistency is so bad. Well, Daryl, I'm say something. I'm really glad you called, and I'm really glad. I mean, you gave a bit of your resume, so you refed some extremely high-profile games and, and tournaments along the way. And yeah. I, because I I have. This, this is the thing that's a little uncomfortable for me sometimes. We, As a media person, I rarely get to talk to refs, past no, no, or present. No, and that's why I was all. glad to have Peel on the show. So, like, a lot of times if I say, well, I wonder why Tippett did this or I wonder why that player did this or, hey, like, sometimes somebody has told me something or even that person himself or herself told me something off the record but I know it, and then I'm comfortable saying something that might sound critical, but, but I've been given some background and understanding to it. The media has never had that access to officials. So when someone like you calls in and gives that perspective, I thank you, and I find that really valuable. Well, you know, and that, that, again, I, I don't ever, and I mean, I have never, ever stood up and criticized these boys. Well, but I know where you're coming from. I think you're being very fair. <clears throat> Yeah, they're in the National Hockey League. I had an opportunity to go to the National Hockey League back then, but uh, business changed my whole perspective. But uh, anyway, uh, th these guys uh, have a tough job to do. There is no question officiating hockey is tough. Do you but, think they should do interviews after games or the league should explain calls better sometimes? Uh, you know, I see I see nothing wrong in that in terms of, uh, but you know, you don't get that you don't get that explanation whether it's football or basketball. You, the officials are not going to second guess themselves and say, well, I should have done that or done that. Obviously, you know, and, and the same thing on the ice. Uh, a player yells at a guy and says, "What happened?" Well, I didn't see it, so I can't call it. I mean, that is yeah. that Which is, is the you, don't you see use. It, right? yeah. yeah, but I don't I don't think that. Uh, 
you know, uh, it's going to happen with regard to explaining why they didn't call that or why they didn't call that. But more, more so, and I, I was a hockey player and I coached. One of one of the biggest things that I think that you've got to you got to you got to look at is the fact that uh, uh, again I come back to the consistency factor. But the one thing that uh, uh, that really gets me when I watch this stuff is you've got a two man system. Now you've got four eyes out there. Plays that go on behind the net. Uh, you have the officiating standing right on the goal line. If there's a trip there, he doesn't call it, but the guy at the red line calls it. Now, that, well, that annoyed you if you when you were refing. Oh, I mean, <laughs> when I was refereeing, it was a single man system. Well, so, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you had a two man yeah. system, how much would have that annoyed you? Well, absolutely, you know, and that kind of thing. And I think that, again, the one-man system, the guys could go up and down. Jay, we, I mean, we went through physical fitness. We, we were as faster, faster than some of the hockey players out there. And you had to move up and down that ice quickly. And uh, the, the other comment that came up earlier about guys running into each other, yeah, that's another guy on the ice. I mean, uh, sure, there's going to be collisions with these officials. But I just find that uh, it just it just gripes me and people that I talk to because I know I'm an ex-referee uh, what do you think of that what do you think of that well you yeah. kind of kind of keep your mouth shut you don't want to criticize but at the same time uh, you know with the expansion of the National Hockey League has the league really expanded with quality officials and uh, that's what gets me I know the guys pay their dues they have to come up through the system whether it's through college or whatever or junior or whatever and obviously they pick out the best guys that they can but at the same time I, I just often wonder and uh, I, seldom seldom do you see in a two-man system now both both officiated both officials raising their hand on the same call right. they obviously sure. have seen they've seen it but they don't do it you know what I'm saying so the guy's waiting for the other guy well maybe he'll call it no maybe right. I won't call it yeah they're anyway. a really good perspective quickly before I let you go I, I uh, how many goals is Leon gonna finish with you're obviously watching all the games <laughs> Oh, I was I was hearing the other comments like, well, seventy has got to be within his reach. Seventy nice. has got to be within his reach. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye bye. That's Daryl. Appreciate his perspective. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is the uh, Certainty Hotline. Luke says uh, I have seen Leon get cross-checked hard and Connor slashed and run into the goalpost and no call. Well, that happened last night, unfortunately. Uh, another texter says, I watched the Dallas game until Dreisaitl's cross-checking penalty. He had been cross-checked five or six times before he retaliated, and he gets the penalty. Did he deserve his penalty? Absolutely. But what about the previous cross-checks? It is getting ridiculous. Uh, I, I would... I am a proponent of trying to get as much cross-checking out of the game as possible. I, I think that I am probably in the minority. Um, but... That's that's just just what I think. Well, maybe that that person would agree with me, but uh, I, I would not just along the boards. I, I would be in favor of trying to get as much cross checking out of the game as possible. Anyway, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I also okay. So back to so Jason had that great text uh, t- Twitter uh, kind of rant that I read earlier in the show that he directed at me last night after hearing Tim Peel, and the other thing he said was that he didn't agree with what Tim Peel said about uh, that referees shouldn't be doing uh, 
do, doing post-game interviews? Because I said, do you think referees should do post-game interviews or the league should do a better job of trying to explain certain calls? Here's what Tim Peel said to that. You know what, Reed? It's a great question. I was asked that a few months ago, and it was when the World Series, or I'm sorry, the uh, ALCS was going on, and there was a play in the Red Sox uh, game, and Sam Holbrook, the Major League umpire, came out after and gave a press conference and explained the rule because the umpires got it right in that game. So it's that's a great question because I've been asked that many times before, and we have 70, I'm sorry, 67 officials on our staff. Some people are better at communicating than others. We, you know, they're, they're in the National Hockey League for a reason because they're good referees. Does that make them good public speakers? Probably not. Um, for them to come out and explain, you know, we have officials from Europe. We have, uh, you know, French-Canadian officials. We have, you know, Americans and Canadians. And for them to come out and, and give a press conference or, or explain a rule, some people are just better at it than others. You know, I know I, I would feel comfortable with it. I know Kelly Sutherland would. I know Wes McCauley would. But some people... They don't that they don't like that you know they they don't like the because basically you're you're almost public speaking and some people are good at it and some people aren't so I I think the NHL is on the they do the right thing by going through Gary Mahar and as much as it maybe frustrates some fans I think it's the right thing to do when you're looking at the big picture. The thing that I would like to see, and I understand that to a certain extent, and I've said this numerous times, I don't think a referee doing a post-game interview would appease the fan base who felt wronged about the call, even if he gave a logical explanation. I would like to see the league offer some more detail when it comes down to video review or, or what happened on plays, because a lot of times there's a video review or you know a coach's challenge, so that leads to a video review, and then the ref puts the mic on and says, after a video review, it's determined the play was offside, no goal, you know, or whatever. And then the league will sometimes post something on its PR site and say, uh, here's an explanation of the call at 1502 of the third period between Sangudo and Whitecourt. It was determined the play was offside. So the goal didn't, well, explain it. Like, why not say, you know, number 47 for Sangudo, uh, had preceded the play. If you look at the replay in this frame we've posted, you can see his foot is past the fr- frame of the blue line. And uh, yes, it's very close, but it's offside. Like, I-, I would like things like that, personally. But again, this is just me. I mean, I, I could be the only one in the world that thinks this stuff. Uh, Lanny says, uh, now, I believe this, I believe Lanny sent this to the gentleman named Bob Stoffer, who's on the air noon to two every day. So it, it's directed to Bob, but I think you just reposted it here for me. Uh, he says, I keep repeating this, but nobody seems interested in listening. Repeat, Bob. Essentially, you've said it yourself. The referees are not incompetent. They are incapable. The league must put an official in the booth with monitors, replay, and the capacity to call offenses real time or to reverse bad calls. Isn't the NFL doing this? Uh, is baseball uh, certainly must go this way on strike zone calls? That is from Lanny. Okay, well, Lanny's, I mean, we could probably do a whole show on how much people want technology in sports. Do you want uh, an individual who is not on the ice or in the field of play or on the court? 
who is maybe in the press box or in a, a situation room or a war room, whatever they call it. Do you want that person to be able to buzz down to the refs on the ice or on the field and say, hold on, like that five seconds ago, that was a hook. We got to call it. Or uh, you know what? Uh, uh, there, there was, there was actually holding on that pass. So we, so we got to call that. Do, do we want it going that way? Um, I, I don't know if I'm ready for it to go that far but Lanny might be, or maybe there's a way to incorporate it or incorporate it on certain things. I mean, every league uses video review. Uh, the CFL does have the eye in sky, which eye in the sky, which occasionally might reverse, you know, an offside or a procedure or, or something like that. But then coaches have to challenge other calls. Interesting. Uh, comment there from Lanny. Okay. Seven, eight, zero, four, nine, six, zero, zero, six, three. We got uh, a, a, blind goaltender from the Edmonton Seahawks still coming up who played against sighted players. Jack Michaels is going to check in as well. And we got more on the Oilers locker room sale all ahead inside sports on Chet. Elks uh, jumping into a big rebuild here. CFL Division Semifinals coming up on Sunday. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Getting uh, some good messages here. 780-496-0063. This individual... Uh, you, if you put a, a name or a handle as you want to be uh, that you'd like to be known by on the text line, I do appreciate that, and it's more likely I'm going to read your text if I see a name on it, but I do read a lot of anonymous ones too. This person says the explanation of Peel saying the refs aren't comfortable speaking is the biggest cop-out. How many players speak different languages? They do media. Yeah, I generally agree with that. Brian says regarding Lanny's text, and uh, Lanny wrote in about having some sort of official off the ice or off whatever, whatever sport. Well, I guess we'll keep it to hockey, but off, off away from the playing area, perhaps calling stuff uh, off a monitor or having a different angle brian says regarding lanny's text i think a referee in the press box making calls would be good take one ref off the ice put him in the press box brian also says i believe the gentleman who called in that used to be a ref made a good point two guys on the ice one thinks the other is making a call and then neither one makes it uh this texture says it would seem that the uh, fans miss nothing when it comes to penalties. Why don't they give each fan an iPad or some similar electronic gizmo where they can push a button when they view a penalty? The artificial intelligent whistle, whistle will ring stopping the play. The only problem I could see with that is that the home team would receive no penalties and the visiting team would be sitting in the box all night long. Another point, each game would probably take six and a half hours. <laughs> we could be headed that way. Could be headed that way. Who knows? 780-496-0063. We got uh, Jack Michaels coming up in the next uh, hour of the show, and uh, we'll let you know what's going on with the Oilers locker room sale on Saturday, too. Thanks for tuning in tonight. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.